This is the greatest story ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. This is a podcast dedicated to collecting the craziest life experience you've ever had. That's right, you. I'm looking at you. If you're looking for a good example of the type of story I'm looking for, look no further than Toby Bailey of Kent, England. See, Toby was a little annoyed when one of his neighbors parked their car in a place that blocked his driveway. You might let that slide for a little while, but this joker actually left their car there for an entire day and a half. Something just had to be done, and darn it, Toby was the guy to do it. So Toby wrapped the entire car in plastic wrap. Fortunately, the owner took the prank in good humor and agreed not to block the parking space ever again. It's always good to see someone get some righteous, passive-aggressive revenge. Well done, sir. You would have already heard about Toby if you subscribe to my free daily email newsletter. You get a handful of interesting and thought-provoking stories, a few snide remarks from me, and some entertaining gifts, all for free. Sign up at KeithConradMedia.com. My guest today is James Van Osdell. James is the host of the Car Cone Carney podcast, the only food podcast recorded in a car. Although, actually, he's been doing it from home during the COVID-19 outbreak and even made it a daily experience rather than weekly. Thanks so much for joining me, James. I, I love this podcast. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for agreeing to actually do it. <laughs> I have nowhere else to be. <laughs> None of us do. Now, uh, I've been doing this uh, doing this podcast for, oh, close to six months. I mean, I, I started it right about the same time as uh, as the shutdown, I think right before. So I, I wasn't quite that person who said, I've got all this time on my hands. I'm going to start a podcast. I started it just before then. Uh, but but basically, I've been doing it during the uh, the COVID shutdown. Uh, you know, we're now at at uh, at a couple couple dozen episodes here. But I actually haven't had any stories that have revolved around concerts. And that that's kind of surprising to me. Well, and we all miss concerts so much. I thought that my story today would bring back the, the spirit and energy of live music, but in a horribly gone wrong sort of way. Well, that's, I mean, that's the best kind, right? Absolutely. Uh, so what's your story? All right, well, my story centers around an Iron Maiden show. Now, I listen to everything. I always have. I love music. I've always loved Iron Maiden. I mean, I grew up, I mean, I remember getting killers and number of the beast and peace of mind when they came out on vinyl, but I'd never seen iron maiden until just as 2012. This is iron maiden, the, the band, not the medieval torture device. Correct. It is the band who took its name from the medieval torture device. Right. So I, I'd, I'd never seen the band before. And I finally had the opportunity, my friend, Tony, who's hands down the biggest metal guy. I know he got pit tickets to see Iron Maiden. It was July 5th, 2012. And he asked me to join him and a friend of his to see Maiden play in Tinley Park in what is now the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Then it was, I don't know. It, it's gone through a lot of different names. But anyway, it, it was one of those weeks in Chicago, just brutally hot. Temperatures in the hundreds, humid, sweltering. That particular day on July 5th, 2012, the noontime high was 102. So I did what any metal fan would do. I packed Cottonelle wipes in my shorts just to make sure I was kept fresh during the show. And right. Good idea. 
right. You, you got to you got to keep fresh at the metal shows, especially if you're in the pit, Keith. Mm-hmm. So I picked the guys up, my friend Tony, his friend, and I drove them to Tinley Park. And you know how hot it gets in Chicago in the summer. There are weeks where it's just unending. It's relentless. This was one of those weeks. This was one of those nights. It was super warm. And when we got in the pit, just lots of shirtless dudes. There was sweat everywhere. It's one of those shows where you, one of those outdoor events where you go and you just kind of make a deal with yourself that when you get home, you're going to take off your clothes, throw them into a metal garbage can, light the clothes on fire and never think of them again. It was, it was just, you just felt disgusting. But in that scenario, that situation, everyone's disgusting. So it's, you're part of the group. This is just, you accept the fact that you're all sweltering and sweaty and kind of gross. So the show was great. I mean, I, again, my first time seeing them, I've seen them probably three times since then. Uh, the set list was fantastic. They opened with Moonchild. They played Two Minutes to Midnight and The Trooper, obviously, and Wasted Years. It was really it was a great show. Before I left, I stopped by the bathroom. One quick, you know, it's Tinley Park. It's a long trip back downtown. Uh, mm-hmm. Stopped by the bathroom and me and my friends walked back to the parking lot. Now, there are a couple different parking lots. If you've been to that venue in Tinley Park. There's like the main parking lot where when you park, you're kind of facing the back of the main stage as you walk in. All the main gates are there. And there are then there are a couple of ancillary parking lots that are more on like grass. The one we were parked in was behind the hill of the lawn and kind of on the other side of that, kind of dimly lit, whatever. We We left the venue and we started walking toward my car kind of weaving and meandering our way through the cars until we finally found mine. As we approached my car, there was a dude just kind of stumbling and staggering in between the cars, kind of right by mine. He was wasted beyond redemption. And he's just like, oh, hey, what's up? And he just kept walking. and Not even walking. Again, staggering. Didn't think much about it. Yeah, I mean, so I would expect we're in the- you're going to run into that in a uh, in a concert setting. I, I like you don't must be Absolutely. surprised if you didn't run into some drunk guy just stumbling around. Exactly. So we're driving home. We're talking about the show. My hearing shot. That always happens after a show. I I can't actually hear any of the conversation I have on the way home from any concert. But we're talking about the show, and I started thinking, oh my god, these guys just stink. I mean they just reeked. They smelled so bad. And I'm sure I didn't smell amazing, but these guys smelled awful. They, they smelled like shit. So I dropped them back home. The first one I uh, dropped off in the South Loop. The other one off in Wrigleyville. Then I headed back to where I live. And when I got out of my car, I just looked down and realized that the white gym shoe I was wearing was covered in shit. It was just caked on my shoe. It wasn't that my friend's smelled like shit. I I stepped in shit. Now, keep in mind, we were at a concert. There are no dogs allowed at a concert. There are no dogs allowed in the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Meaning, it was more likely than not human shit. There are no horses allowed there either. Don't know if it happened when I was in the bathroom. I'm kind of thinking that that guy who was stumbling by my car might have been a ground shitter. And... (laughs) I like I, I think we stumbled upon him post post relief. I, I I dry heaved. It was disgusting. So I launched my shoes into the trash can outside my house 
And I spent before I went to bed. I, I like you. You mentioned that uh, after a concert like this, you would just you know expect that you're going to uh, you know basically burn your clothing. But you would think like yes. the shoes are the one things that that are going to be okay. Yeah. No. No. They 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 did not last. Uh, so I showered and I I washed my my calves my ankles and my feet for like an hour, like obsessively. Like if, it, if I had the wherewithal, I probably would have brought bleach into the shower with me. So I eventually went to sleep. I mean, at some point I had to go to sleep. I, it was a weeknight. I had to go to work the next day. What I hadn't thought about the night of the concert struck me when I woke up. Did I track that shit into the car? And if I had, had it just been roasting there, all night long while I slept. If it was on my shoes, surely it had to make it into the car. I thought about this as I was getting ready for work. I went out to my car, opened the driver's side door. On the side panel of the interior of the driver's side door, on the accelerator, on the brake, on the carpeting, on the side carpeting leading up to the gear shift, there was shit everywhere, all over my car. I'm feeling. It, it was, I, I mean, again, it was so hot that week, Keith. Like, you open the door and the smell just, it, it just cold cocks you. It, it, it takes your breath away. It was, it was a horror show. And again, it's a weekday. I have to get to work. So I realize, realize the only way out is through. I have to take care of this. So I grabbed some Ziploc bags from inside my house, or it was probably grocery bags, actually. Covered my feet in the grocery bags and drove to three different uh, car washes, interior, exterior. I did it myself at first, then I took it through an interior one. It took me three different ones until I felt like it was safe enough to drive it and not have it like a, a relapse on my feet or, or person. For, I would say, the next six months after that, I was really paranoid that I didn't get it all. I was OCD about the whole thing. I still, I mean, this was... 2012 to this day when i get in my car i'd say one out of every three times i think about it oh what if i missed a spot but long story short i had to make a profound apology to my friend and his friend for even even though i didn't do it out loud accusing them of smelling ungodly just smelling terrible like they'd been eviscerated in the back seat of my car uh, it wasn't them it, it was me. And I realized this may not be the most exciting story ever told on your podcast, but for whatever reason, this is the one that, that sticks in my mind. This is the cocktail party story uh, that, that keeps popping up in my life. Um, I don't think that uh, it was as far as concert stories go, I, I, I think that's, that's it's going to be up there, you know, in, in the <laughs> pantheon of 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 this podcast. I that, That's going to be tough to top as far as like awful concert experiences because like you're basically living a Seinfeld episode. Like, you know, I, I think there was supposed to be BO, but, but you're, you basically lived that episode. And I, you know, I've, like I said, I've seen Iron Maiden a couple times since then. I still kind of have PTSD because they only play that venue in Tinley <laughs> park when they come to the area. So every time I, I just kind of steal myself for, okay, we're going to see Iron Maiden. It's going to be okay. We're not, we're not going to step in anything. Everything's going to be fine. And, you know, as I look back on this, no matter how bad my night was, it had to have been worse. Assuming that it was that guy between my car who made that mess, no matter what I experienced, it couldn't have been nearly as bad as what that dude went through that night. Uh, 
that's a good point. So I, I, I appreciate that even in this situation, uh, you're able to feel empathy for that for that person. Absolutely. That's me. <laughs> so uh, important life lessons from from this experience, maybe uh, don't automatically assume that your 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 friends are, uh, <laughs> are up to no good. That, exactly. Exactly. Maybe point the finger at yourself instead of others. And uh, never trust the drunk guy that's stumbling around. Like uh, always have a flashlight yeah. with you just in case. Yeah. One, never trust the drunk guy stumbling around. Two, especially if it's in the dark. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing your story, James. Truly a pleasure. If you think you have a crappier story than that, be sure to email me at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to help new people find the show. Gabatron.